Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? When I was trying to get this podcast off the ground, I had a lot of questions. How do I record an episode? How do I get my show into all the apps people like to listen? How do I make money from my podcast? The answer to every one of these questions is really simple. Anchor. Anchor is the one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. The best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you get paid the podcast right away. In fact, that's what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. So come on. Come on to Anchor. Get your podcast started. It's the best way to podcast. It's easy. It's free. Can't be free. Come on over right now. And you get paid to podcast. So if you always wanted to start a podcast, make money doing it, go to anchor.fm forward slash start. That's anchor.fm forward slash start to join me in a diverse community of podcasts already using Anchor. That's anchor.fm forward slash start. I can't wait to hear your podcast. What's going on? What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? I'm your host, Grand Hefe, and get ready for another episode of Unpopular Opinion right here on this beautiful Friday. Joined, as always, by my co-host, OG Raw. What's going on with you, bro? Ah, oh, man, it's another great day in the great state of Washington. We got a little bit of snow this morning, but it doesn't stop, so uh, I'm happy. And then you know what else happened last night? My Lakers got that, got that win over the Houston Rockets, so I can't complain too much. Lakers did get a win over the Rockets. That's going to be coming up a little bit later on in the show, as well as you know uh, the Bucks beat beat the um, beat the Boston Celtics. Uh, and we're going to get into some little uh, NBA big big news coming out of the NBA. But the biggest topic that we have today, coming about twenty minutes ago from ESPN, Robert Kraft, the owner of the Patriots, have been arrested. Will be arrested. His attorney and legal team will be notified. A warrant is already issued for his arrest for solicitation of a prostitute um, in Jupiter, Florida. What do you make of this, man? Man, I'm surprised that it made This guy has so much money. Like, he can basically pay his way from things making the news like that. And I, I think every top billionaire CEO, I'm not saying that they all do it, but a majority of them do this stuff. But they get away with it because they have so much money. That's why I'm surprised that Rob Kraft is in the news for it. I I, I get it. <clears throat> Prostitution is illegal. But man, they ain't gotta blast that man like that all in front of the in front of the media and stuff like that. I like it. <laughs> That's I like wrong, it. But 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 I like it. It holds them accountable because they've been getting away with it for far too long. Exactly. I do like, I like- it. Yeah, you know, because if this was a player, it'll be all over the news. Exactly. It, it'll be plastic on every single media outlet. We'll be talking about suspensions. We'll be talking about fines. But when it's an owner, we never do that. Owners get off scot-free, to your point, because they do have so much money. And nobody's going to do anything to them. Roger Goodell works for them, so he's scared of them. You know, we talked about this a few weeks ago or last week about when Adam Silver, you know, the report that Adam Silver has been approached by, by owners – uh, to, to come be the commissioner of the other NFL. We both said that's not what the NFL want because Adam Silver is a no-nonsense guy. I don't care who you are. I don't care how much money you got. I'm going to do my job. And Roger Goodell's again, he's probably going to get off scot-free. Uh, a few years ago, the the coach GM, um, Ursay, 
you know, got caught with prescription pills and all this other stuff. If that was a player, he would have been suspended for almost the whole year, you know, but since it's the owner, since, you know, it seemed like they're held to a different standard than what the players are, which, 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 which kind of makes no sense. You know, if you the owner, if you're the boss, then I should be trying to follow your lead. And what you're telling me is I can do anything I want if I got money. And just because I got money, I'm not going to get punished for it. So I definitely, I definitely, I definitely like, you know, uh, this coming out. Now, what's going to be interesting to see is, do you think that Roger Goodell is going to penalize him? Do, do you think he's going to get a fine? Do you think he's going to get a suspension? What you think? Or you think he's oh, just going to get... Oh, most definitely not. They're not going to do anything to that man. Uh, you know, he's, he, he's the owner of the New England Patriots, uh, for people that don't know who Robert Kraft is. And the, the thing about... Robert Kraft and the Patriots, man, they seem to be like they—they they seem to just be like almost untouchable when it comes to certain things. And you—you you think about the punishment with like the flake gate, spy gate. None of those punishments really like they really got off justice. Yeah, they really got off got off scotch free if you, if you think about it. So I, I don't think anything comes from it. I just think it's just another story. He's going to give him a smack on the wrist to, hey, Bob, you got to do better. You, you got to not get caught. You know, that's, that's why I think he's going to come from it. I definitely agree with that last statement that it's a, come on, man. Like, why did you get caught? Because now it, it, it's almost going to have to force the commissioner to, to, to do something. And I don't think he's going to do anything crazy like suspend Robert Kraft but what I do think is going to happen, I think he's going to find him. You know, uh, he's probably going to find him a million dollars, and that's about it. Basically, a slap on the slap wrist. On the wrist. Not a Super Bowl. A million dollars is nothing to these guys. That's like fifteen to twenty dollars to us. You know, um, so I'm not. I don't. I, I doubt that he that that he he's going to get suspended for this. But I do believe that he will get a get a fine of at least a million dollars. Um, going forward. Now, news coming coming out of the NBA yesterday that the NBA has officially proposed the the age um, to go from 19 to 18. Obviously, the previous rule for college athletes where you had to be 19 years old and one year removed from high school. Uh, the NBA proposed yesterday that they're trying to drop that age from 19 to 18. They said this is not a issue that that had anything to do with the Zion injury is not related at all. What what do you do you think this is a good idea? I think I think it's a great idea. I mean, because you have such superb talent coming out of high school, and then you force them to go to college, something they really don't want to do. So that's why Levar Ball created the JBA league. He gave those those players platforms to play on. I mean, I, and I believe Levar Ball has some some sort of uh, you know role in this. Uh, you know, when he created the JBA because he not only took attention away from the NBA and the college, he 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 actually kind of made it work. I went to go see one of those JBA games, and those players, I mean, they was putting up a bunch of points, won a lot of defense being played, but they got to showcase their talent in front of and other the NBA people. That's not really a lot of defense being played. Every game is over 100 points. So Exactly. And so I, I really – I really do like this move by the NBA. I think they're getting ahead of the situation before it becomes an actual real situation uh, and before LaVal Ball gets to take all the credit for it. Uh, but uh, I really do like this move by the NBA. I, I really hope to see players uh, 
you know, being able to play at 18, you know, because if they have the skill level, if they have the knowledge, if they have the know-how, they're playing the NBA. Let them play in the NBA, man. Let them go ahead and, and do what they really want to do, what, they, what they've been working their whole life for. Yeah, I'm I'm right there with you. I and we 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 semi talked about this yesterday, and I, I bring up the fact that no other no other um, organization outside of uh, football and basketball don't allow their athletes to go pro right away because they want to worry about about their money. Oh, you're not ready to get this sum of money. How you know what I'm ready for? You know, uh, how how do you know how much money I can take care of? You know. You ain't you ain't worrying about the baseball players going to blow their money. You ain't worrying about the hockey players and all track athletes and tennis players and golf. You ain't worrying about these guys messing up their money. But you worried about me on on, on whether or not I can take on a, a few million dollars. Like 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 that is so bogus to me. Um, and I like what the NBA is doing because ultimately this decision is kind of up to the NBA. You know, uh, on whether or not players get to come straight from high school to college. A lot of people may think that it's a college rule. It's, it's not a college rule. It's the college rule that athletes can't be getting paid, which mm-hmm. I also have another issue with. But the NBA dictates whether or not they're going to let guys come into their league at, at 18, coming straight from out of high school. I like what they're doing. I'm not going to give them any credit for it. To your point, they're being they're being reactionary. They, they, they wasn't being being uh, proactive on this right here. They, they only doing this, one, because Zion got hurt, and Zion is one of the biggest prospects that then came out for a very long time, and his career almost got snatched from him the other night. They can say all they want. This has nothing to do with Zion. This has everything to do with Zion. And although they, they've been talking about this for the longest, if you remember, before the start of the season, they were already talking about this. So why did they put it off so long? Why all of a sudden now – this this issue is getting pushed all the way to the front, and now we're going to talk about it by Monday. And and you, you know, know it's all about the money too, because it's about, it, the, it, money. It's, it's about the money. And they know Zion is one of those players that can pick butts his seats, right? Because yeah, if you look at the ticket prices for that UNC Duke game, insane, insane. Four thousand dollars for a ticket. So so guess what we could charge for an NBA game? Almost eight thousand dollars for a ticket. You know what yep. I'm saying? Course I especially take. in New York, especially if he goes to New York. A big market like that. So, and I do believe Zion, Zion injuries playing a part in this. And I think what the NBA has to do now is just go ahead, make and make it happen, man. Just make it happen for these players that are ready right out of high school. Because, like, like you said, who are we to tell them, hey? You're not able to manage your money right, so you can't be in this position. Hey, you, you, you don't know. Exactly. It's their money. So why are you trying to control every aspect of a player's life at that point? You know what I'm saying? Like, let them do them. Yeah, I, I, I man, the, 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 the thing is, I don't see what the big deal is about making an age requirement in order to go pro. Because if a team wants to draft an a 18-year-old, why can't that team draft an 18-year-old? They don't, it's, 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 it's not a rule saying, oh, you got to take these guys coming out of, co- out of high school. No, you don't have to do that. And, and we've seen many, many greats come out of high school. We're talking Kevin Garnett, uh, Kobe Bryant, LeBron James. LeBron James came from nothing. And the way he managed his money – 
uh, Adidas sat him down to, to try to give him a million dollar contract, and, and then he done he done turned that that million dollar contract down for a billion dollar contract. Like, yeah, I don't see. I don't see Kevin Garnett being broke right now. I don't see any of these guys being broke. And you're talking about an isolated issue. And who? Uh, and like I just said, who cares about their money? It's their money. Nobody go in your checkbook and say, hey, this is what you can and can't spend. Nobody does that. If if I'm a high school student and, and, and a Fortune 500 company want to hire me right out of high school, is anybody stopping that saying, no, 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 no. You're not ready to, to, to make this kind of money yet. No, no, no. Only in football and basketball where we say that in the predominantly black sports. Let's just keep it real here. In the predominantly black sports, the NFL is over 80 percent of of, 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 of of black athletes. Basketball is even more. So only in these sports do we say, oh, you're not ready to handle this kind of money yet. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't understand that. And then, like I just said, it's not like the teams have to take these guys. If you don't think that this guy is, is, is ready or mature enough to be uh, on your team in the NBA, you can pass him. So, exactly. so I, I don't, just like baseball do. Baseball, they, they, they don't have to go get somebody from high school. No, they draft some good college players. And then you have some, some high school players sprinkled on in there. They don't, they don't, they don't, they don't draft every high school player. So, so, so the fact that, that this is even a rule and the fact that you're making a guy go to school for two semesters, but you preaching that, oh, it's about, it's, it's about, uh, education. That's a lie. That's a lie to me. You know, these guys don't even have to be eligible by the time the NCAA tournament roll around. And, and all they got to do is say, oh, I'm done with school already. I'm dropping out to pursue my career to be in the NBA. So you just wasted scholarship money that you could have gave to somebody else exactly. that probably going to be here for four years. Mm-hmm. And you gave it to a guy that was only going to be in school for five months, on, on campus for five months. Zion Wilson right now can shut it down and say, I'm done with school. Go hire him an agent and get ready but, for the NBA draft. But, but is it a waste, though? Is it a waste, though, Billy? Because if you think about it, is it a waste? Because as much as money they get for ticket sales, that 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 scholarship money that, that they're giving him is nothing. It's probably pennies to dollars. You know what I'm saying? Touche, especially when you can sell tickets for two thousand dollars. Touche, exactly. Yep. Touche. I, I I definitely agree on that point. It, it the NCAA works at it about money. The NBA is all about money. So when you put the two together, you just get people that's worried about money and not and not worried about the people that they say that they're worried about. I don't really understand it. But 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 that's how it goes in the NBA. Uh moving on, the Celtics in the Bucks play last night. Um Bucks beat the Celtics by two uh with a late game um heave by Kyrie Irving, a little runner floater in the lane, miss bounce off the rim. Um do you think that the that these Milwaukee Bucks are for real? Ah uh, man, I, I think they're good enough to compete in the playoffs. I don't I don't see them winning because when I looked at that game last night, Kyrie Irving shot what seven for like from 30 or something like that. Something crazy. He shot he had a bad game, had a bad game you know, and, and, and for Kyrie to have that bad of a game and you still only win by two. Uh, I was about to say they were still you in. know, it's gonna be it's gonna be a problem in the future when Kyrie has a good game. Cause that that game could have easily been the other way had Kyrie made that little floater down the lane. So the Bucks to me, they they still need a little bit more 
from Giannis. I'm saying when I say a little bit more from Giannis, I'm saying he needs to develop that jump shot. He cannot just drive to the lane every time. I mean, he's good at it, but it's not going to work every time, my man. Develop that jump shot, and I promise you, you will be the scariest man in the NBA. If he can do that, the Bucks have a real chance, but I don't see him doing that this year. It took LeBron James, you know, a couple years to develop his jump shot. It took, took a long time. Yeah, it took, took him a long time. time to develop that jump shot. So uh, just keep working at it, man. And I, with it. And, and, and to your point, he still struggles with it at times. And, uh, but he's definitely better than uh, what he sure. used to be. Sure. <laughs> so, you ain't sagging off him no more. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're definitely not sagging off of him. That, but, you know, the thing with Giannis, you know, and the, the Bucks, I don't think the Bucks are a for real team. I've been saying this for the longest. Everybody is, is a hype on the train, and it's easy to be good in the regular season. Ask the Toronto Raptors. They, they won 60 games two years in a row. They were the number one seed two years in a row. What happened? What happened? They get bounced out in the playoffs against good teams. Why is that? Or they struggle in the playoffs against good teams. Why? Because anybody could be beat on any given day. On any the given race. day. Exactly. The regular season, the intensity is not, is not, is not, exactly. is like, it's not like the playoffs. I don't care LeBron. what you say. You know, he's been he's been to crank up his intensity. He's in playoff mode a little bit earlier now. Guys, guys tend to to, to want to relax in the regular season. 82 games is a lot of games, man. When you playing basketball every other day, you're away from your family. Now I ain't crying them a river because they getting compensated fairly well for. It. But oh, it's oh, not yeah. easy to play 82 games every single year. You know, night in, night out. It's it well, I, I put it this way. It's not easy to be your best every single night. You're going to catch guys on off nights like they did last night with Kyrie Irving. You're going to you're going to you're going to catch, you know, the the the, the Lakers slipping if you're the New York Knicks on, on a night that they probably kind of overlooking, you know. You you're going to do that in, in in the regular season and that's what I think the Milwaukee Bucks is. They're a good regular season team because from night to night the scouting is not the same like it is in the playoffs. When 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 I only have you for seven games, that you're the only team I have to worry about. I can stop you better. Why? Because now I'm putting all of my time, all of my effort, all of my scouting, everything goes into stopping number 34. And in the playoffs, that has shown. He has not won a playoff series since he's been in the NBA. For a guy that's supposed to be a top five player in the league, no way, no how. Uh, I don't see how that, how, how, how that's possible. Teams guard him differently in the playoffs. Why? Because he don't have a jumper. He He's not a transcendent athlete. Yeah, he's good. He can get to the lane. You know, he's tall. He's lanky. He takes them two steps, and he's already up on you. And it's tough. But, and to your ahead. point, uh, with Giannis, all you really have to do is fit a body at a rim, a body that can match his physicalness. And they did that with Al Horford a little bit last night. And when they did that, Giannis had trouble, man. He, I see him go, Al is a very underrated defender, man. I seen him run in the lane and get destroyed, you know, by by Al Horford a couple times, and I'm like, oh yeah, Giannis, you can't do that every every play. And then he got one lucky one off. He ran in there, it was three people in his face, and it went in somehow. I was like, yeah. oh, what in the yeah. world? So uh, yeah, Giannis, he, he he really has to develop that that shot, uh, and, and until he does, I, I don't see. These bucks going anywhere because if your star player is that is if that's his sole game driving to the rim, uh, hoping to get 
you know, whatever on three or four people. I don't see it happening. Uh, any- yeah, I mean, even, even guys like Derrick Rose had to come into the league and learn how to shoot the basketball. If, if, if you remember, Derrick Rose's first few years and their first few years was when me and you and, and all of us was in AIT. We was up in, in um, at, actually, it wasn't even AIT at the time. We were actually in striker school, you know, recovery school. When we went up to um, to uh, Fort Lee, those that, that, that version of Derrick Rose couldn't get it done. Why? Because all you are is a driver of the basketball. When you can't shoot, it's easier to guard you. LeBron James, what did Popovich do in the 2007 NBA Finals? What did he tell his team? Steven Jackson and these guys say it all the time. Pop said, play off of them, make them shoot the jumper. You're going to have to learn to shoot the jumper in the NBA if you if you want to be successful. Michael, oh, Jordan had, Michael Jordan had to learn to shoot the jumper. You know, in order to be successful, you cannot do what he's doing. Yeah, you can do it in the regular season, and you can be great. No problem. You can be great in the regular season. You can average the, the 20-some, what he's averaging at 13 and 6. That's fine, man. But in the playoffs, when, when it's for all the marbles, can you beat a team four times? And his teams haven't been able to do that since he's been in it. I don't think that happens again this year. They're going to get by the first round this year. He will win a, a playoff series this year. He will lose in the second round because he will either face the Boston Celtics or the 76ers in, 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 in that second round. I don't see them going far, but he will get his first victory. And to, uh, and to your hey, – the Sixers had a close game against the Miami Heat last night. And luckily, yeah. they pulled it off. They could be in some real trouble without Joel B. Uh, yeah, going if Joel's not there, it's, it's going to be tough. If Joel's not there, everything I said about the Sixers making it to the Eastern Conference Finals, just throw it out the window. Because obviously I made that statement with thinking Joel would 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 be in the lineup. He's having knee issues again. You know, he he cannot stay on the court. Every year he's been in, in NBA, he's missed games because of injuries. And they're starting to hit him again. If they don't have Joel, the Sixers can really struggle. Ben yeah, Simmons they, did. They get in some real trouble without Joel, man. I really hope he gets back. I really hope he gets back healthy. Uh, I mean, if anything, they can kind of do what they did last year. Send him a game, you know, play him a game, send him a game, play him a game, you know, and, and not make a – because playoffs is around the corner. I don't – I really don't care for the fans at this point. I care more for the game. Um, I, I, I just say get them healthy because I really want to see a good playoffs this year. I, I, I don't want to see anything – what could have been, you know what I'm saying? I don't, I don't yeah, want to a little bit better now. The East is looking a little bit better. So yeah, I, if, if, if they don't have Joel, it's going to be a travesty. You, you can't count on Ben Simmons to get you 20, 20 points like he did last night, every single night. I, I, I don't think that's a recipe for success. Uh, we did have another game last night, uh primetime TNT game, uh, Lakers against Houston in LA. Lakers won that after uh, coming back from a 19 point, Lee, um, what did you think of the game last night? Uh, I, I really like what I saw from the Lakers. Reggie Bullock came in and gave good minutes. I, I had no idea how he was going to play with these Lakers. Uh, he came in and gave good minutes. Um, if you look at the defensive uh, turn up from, the, from the, the first half to the second half, you definitely had some defensive intensity turn up uh, during the, the second half. And then what I also like is the refs, they were calling stuff on James Harden. They was calling it on him. I was like, thank God. Call it on James. Call it on him. I, and I'm not a James Harden hater per se, 
But I do believe his game is a little – his game is just a little – it just doesn't do it for me, man. I look at his game, I'm like, man, Jay Harden so cheap. Just say it's not impressive. Yeah, he cheese, man. And, it's not impressive. You know, that's that 2K cheese right there. Yeah, exactly. That, that people be, be talking about. You know, uh, the Lakers, man, they – I was sitting there watching that game, and – that first half, I was so frustrated. I, I didn't think LeBron was being LeBron. I thought they were settling way too much. I thought the Rockets was, was getting what they wanted. Every time I looked around, somebody was shooting an open. It seemed like Eric Gordon was shooting a wide open three. Um, you know, in the second half, to your point, it seemed like they ratcheted it up. They ratcheted up the intensity. LeBron had, I believe, 19 of his 29 in the second half. Oh, yeah. Uh, that- Quarter was 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 big time when they started making that run, and I was just calling out everything LeBron was going to do. LeBron's finna shoot a three right now. Boom, LeBron shoot a three. Oh, he's probably going to drive past him this time. I like what him and Brandon Ingram was doing, and I don't think Brandon Ingram get enough credit because we talk about Brandon Ingram a lot on this show. Everybody talks about Brandon Ingram, you know, not not being, not living up to that third overall pick. Um, I thought he played well last night, though. Uh, Brandon Ingram played well last night. He played great last night. Yeah, to me, I think he played better than Will. He played great last night. The reason I, why we got – go ahead. I think our problem going forward is having Brandon Ingram and LeBron on the floor uh, and, and situational moments where we need a three, that could be a problem. Because Brandon Ingram is not a, a, a you know, catch-and-shoot shooter. He's a playmaker. You know what I'm saying? He likes to drive. He likes to get his own shot off. So that could be a problem going forward. And I've seen it a few times last night. Uh, LeBron would kick it to him, and he'll pass it. He'll be like, oh, no, no. I ain't taking this three. So, <laughs> uh, and the same thing with Rondo as well. Rondo would pass pass out that three yeah. instead of taking it. Uh, so one I time he, LeBron drove baseline, and he kicked it to the corner to to, to Rondo. I thought should have should have uh, shot the shot. And I think uh, that possession actually ended up in a turnover, if I'm not it mistaken. Did. Yeah. It did. And so, uh, and I think if we if we got players, I mean, passing up open shots, I, either A, we need to practice more on these three-point shots, or B, we need to uh, put players on the floor that can complement LeBron play style while he's on the floor. Because we know what LeBron likes to do. He likes to drive and kick. This is what he likes to do. This is where, where he's best at right now. And, you know, at this point in his career, he's a driving kick type player. He's not going up and banging every time because he knows that can take a toll on the body. Yep. So I'm, I'm a driving kick. To your to your B.I. point, for me, I think B.I. Played, played great yesterday, bro. Uh, 27 points. And the thing I like about it is he only had eight field goals, which tells me he was going to the rack. And he shot, what, 14 free throws, made 11 out of the 14. That's the, that's the B.I. that I watch mostly almost every game um, at Duke. That's the Brandon Ingram that I know, the playmaker. To your point, he's not a, he's not a catch-and-shoot guy. He would rather make plays on the floor, which is the reason why I think he works well with LeBron. And the reason why I say that is because LeBron, if you watched LeBron uh, um, last night, he told Brandon Ingram a couple times, go do your thing. And what did Brandon Ingram go do? He went and did his thing. Oh, I think what Brandon Ingram need is somebody that believes in him. He needs to hear LeBron say, like, go do your thing, my guy. Like, go go do it. 
go show people why you're the number three pick instead of instead of deferring to me all the time. And, yeah, and they and do when, that a lot too. They they will defer to LeBron a lot. Yes, yes, and 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 that and and that hurts them at times. Brandon Ingram wasn't the number three pick in the draft for no reason. If you haven't watched this guy in college, you know you. You're really missing out. If, if, if you just started watching Brandon Ingram when he's been playing for these bad Laker teams, then it really don't do any justice. This guy can really, really ball. There's a reason why when he was coming out, they were saying this guy could, 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 could be KD because when he was at Duke, he could shoot the, uh, the, the, the jumper. Now, that's kind of fell off a little bit, but he can shoot the jumper. He can put the ball on the floor. He can shoot the mid-range. He can get in that little high post area at the free throw line and, and, and hit a jumper over defenders. That's what he does. Reggie Bullock, you mentioned him. Reggie Bullock hit timely shots yesterday. That one that, that on that driving kick he hit in the right corner that put them up, I believe it was four or five, yeah. after they had already took four points away, rightly so. Shot clock did, did expire. LeBron foot was on the line. But the way that they came back out and responded, LeBron James go back, go past Clint Capella, dunk on him. You know, um, he 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 gets a, a, another little runner in the lane over Clint Capella. Driving kick out the Reggie Bullock. They go up. Reggie Bullock is going to be LeBron's best friend moving forward. Oh, yeah. Reggie Bullock, I really like the way he played. He, he showed He showed – I think he showed so much – promise for LeBron because uh, he knocked down a few shots that was, you know, driving kick shots. Yeah. And LeBron uh-huh. liked that. That's what he loves. LeBron liked that. Those guys that, that make the most of his assists. And it was no hesitation. He just shot it. He just shot it. And, and I'm sure LeBron like to told him that. When I, when I pass you the ball, shoot it. Shoot it. Exactly. Shoot. Just shoot it. I don't care what happens. Shoot the ball. If you open, no shots are bad shot if you open unless you shoot from half court. Then, then, exactly. and, but even then, in today's league, that's that's what we're seeing. That's normal. That's, normal. that's what you we're know. seeing. Guys pulling up from from half court. Yep. You know. So I, to me, this is this is great for for the Lakers team. Seeing with a win over the Rockets, uh, and the to your to your point, man, the Rockets they they played great three quarters. Why? They played great three quarters. Let me ask you a question. You know. Um, why do you think people think the Rockets is such a good team? Because everybody penciled this in as a loss. Oh man, the Rock the, the Lakers do not want to see the Rockets. Why do you think people think this team is such a good team? I think people think they're such a good team because they are a good team. Uh we when we look at these rockets, I disagree at these rockets, we, we know what they like to do. They like to shoot a lot of threes. Yeah. And if they're making these threes, you're in trouble, buddy. Uh, last yeah. night, they did not make a lot of threes. I think they were like 10 for 30 going into the fourth. So they did not make a lot of threes. They shot a lot of threes, but they did not I mean, make a lot of threes. Points, that's 30 points. Yeah. All, all, all threes, that's, that's pretty good. I mean, and, the percentage isn't. Yeah, the percentage always, Yeah, percentage-wise. They, they always take a high volume of threes, but they don't always necessarily make those threes. This is why I don't think the Houston Rockets is a good team, right? Chris Paul is always injury prone. Chris Paul is not a clutch Chris player. Chris Paul though. always does this. We we see it every year too. Yeah, yes. I, I, I think Chris Paul time in the league must come to an end soon. I, I like him as a I like him as a player. Uh, I don't think he's the greatest point guard like people talk yeah, him up to be. I've never like, been on like that a, Chris Paul best point guard in the league crap. I've, I've, I've never, never been on that. Never, I've never been on that train. 
You know, I thought Chris Paul, he, he, he's a good player. Yeah, you know, but I, I've, I've never looked at Chris Paul and said, that guy right there is the best point guard in the league. Because when people were saying Chris Paul was the best point guard in the league, I thought Darren Williams at the time was the best point guard in the league. You know? Um, but this, this Houston team for me is not a good team, bro. I'm not a fan of Clint Capella. He is not good. Kenneth Farid is nothing more than an energy guy. P.J. Tucker is nothing more than a dog. That's all he is. Gerald Green, uh, Ger- uh, he he come in and he can get you a little bit of buckets. Yeah, I get it. Austin Rivers, he's okay. But this team depends on James Harden every night to be great. They and have – he has to be great every night for this team to be successful, and he just isn't that type of player. You know, yeah, he could get you buckets, but it showed you last night. And he, him and Chris Paul complained about Scott Foster, the referee, after the game. You know, when the referees aren't giving him those those BS calls when he shoot threes and kick his leg out or actually shoot a shot leaning into somebody, hoping that they, they, they get a foul, James Harden, to me, honestly, is just another average player. I do believe – I do believe I, – I like what you said there. Uh, he – he gets the opportunity to go out and, and, and play his type of basketball. But if he didn't have that opportunity, James Harden would be just an average player on an average team. His coach yeah, allows guys, him to do those things. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Those guys have to change their games to the way that, that the refs call it. The refs seem like they change the way they call according to James Harden. James Harden plays. Exactly. And, and I don't think it's right. But it does make the game a bit interesting because I love watching the refs uh, referee James Harden. It's kind of like, what 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 are they going to call? What are they going to let these players get away with? And they were letting them get away with some crap last night. They were letting them get away with a few pushes, a few, a few, you know, a few, uh, a few little travels, a few little jabs. So I, I'm I'm looking at it. And I'm like, the refs really going to let them get away with this right now. And then I seen another one. Um, oh, it was the game. It was the Milwaukee Bucks game when they were uh, Giannis drove to the lane, and I thought he traveled. I was like, man, they ain't gonna really, they really ain't gonna call this travel. And then they showed the replay, and, and this brings me to my point of that some things look look bad in regular motion. It may look yeah. like a travel in regular motion, but when you slow it down... I think I know what you're uh, talking about. Yeah, when you slow it down, it, it, it really isn't a travel. It really is just good footwork. I Brandon Ingram traveled one time when he was going to the rim. He did like a Euro step over on the left side of the bucket uh, in the fourth quarter and laid it up with his left hand, I believe it was. And I was like, dang, he traveled. They went back and looked at it, and that's one of the ones he got an and one on. I, they, you know, they, they they go back and replay it and they slow it down. It's like, dang, he only took two steps. Cause it's just because some of these guys are so long. Harden travels. There, there, there's no ifs ands or buts about the way James Harden played. James Harden travels. There's no way you can do two step backs. I, I did that. Did that. <laughs> <laughs> He'll pull it on you though, man. He'll pull two yes. step backs, man, with a quickness. It's, it's tough. One step back is is, is tough. When you letting them get away with two, man, I, I mean, how can you defend that? So I think if they call the game the way that they call the game, we wouldn't be talking about James Harden the way that we talk about James Harden. He extended his streak last night of 30-plus games to 32. He uh, he had 30 last night. But, you know, we would be talking about average James Harden. You know, he was 11-24 from the field when he's not making his free throws, getting 40 points 
uh, thir- 14 to 15 points off free throws, we see an average James Harden and the Rockets team that that is the way they is. You you cannot count on PJ Tucker to knock down shots. You can't count on Jeff Gerald Green to to, to knock down shots. The you you can't depend on Kenneth Fareed. You can't depend on Clint Capella. It's only between James Harden and Chris Paul. And when they don't have a good night, the Rockets team fails. So I don't understand where this hype for for the Houston Rockets team uh, comes from. I guess because they pushed Golden State to seven last year, you know. But this team is totally different from the team they had last year. I, I don't, I don't think this Houston team is a good team. But does this change your mind before we get out of here? Does this does 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 that win last night? Does that give you hope that the Lakers are going to make the playoffs? I, I have I have a little hope now, man. I really because at first. When the game started, I was like, "Man, we play like this. We ain't making no playoffs, man. I'm sick of this." You know, <laughs> uh, that's 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 how, that's where I was at last night. And in that first half, I'm like, "We, man, LeBron, what are you doing? Take control of this game." And you know, it all it all came together. You know, at they the got end. Some help last night from from the Warriors. So and that and that's what I was excited about. It, it all came together at the end. I like the way we pulled through. Because to be honest, Billy, I really didn't think we had a chance to win that game going into that game. I was like, these Rockets finna mess us up in a I bad just, way. I, I, I don't. And that's where I was going at. I just didn't. I don't think. I don't look at the Rockets as that team. I mean, you know, I, 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 just, I just don't. I get when, it. Anybody can be beat on a nightly basis, but I, I, I'm, I'm going to tell you this. I'm not a Lakers fan. I like LeBron, but when, when James Harden has a great night. Those Rockets are just almost impossible to beat. And, and when the refs have a great night, <laughs> yes, exactly. those Rockets are almost you know? impossible to beat. And, and, and you got a guy that can – he's basically just doing what he wants. He's, there's no play call being called. He can take 30, 40 dribbles. And, and you know – most of the time. And you then know? players get caught ball watching. And that's another thing people don't see. Players get caught ball watching, almost mesmerized – by how much he's dribbling. Because in the in the modern day NBA, you don't see that many dribbles from a player. It's kick pass, kick pass. You, you know, know what's funny? You know what's funny about uh, uh, about what you just said? I believe it was about two years ago. LeBron was still playing for the Cleveland Cavaliers and we made a bit the media was making a big deal out of how much he's dominating the ball, how many dribbles. They actually did a stat on how many times he's dribbled this year. Oh, he's dribbled this many more times. Is this – but when James Harden do it, 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 it seems like every everything goes back to LeBron, whether or not they want to say it or not. Every – you know, when, when LeBron does something, it's bad. When somebody else does it, it's not bad. LeBron hit a game-winning shot. Yeah, okay, but was they down by one or was the game was tied? I never knew there was there was stipulations on hitting game winners. Either yeah. I hit the game winner or I didn't hit it. You know, nobody else get 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 judged by by by, by these type standards. Everybody's loving what James Harden's doing right now. The only thing people are criticizing about James Harden is the way he's doing, the way the refs let him, you know, get away with, with, with certain stuff. But people love that he's dominating the ball. Oh man, we've never seen this before. We love what James Harden is doing. When LeBron was just doing this a few years ago, we made a stat about how much he's dribbling. He's dribbling too much. He's doing all this. He's not letting anybody else do anything. But on the other hand. They'll talk about how bad his team was. But when it's James Harden, oh, this is what he has to do. That's fine. Because what else is he going to do? I don't know. Exactly. 
I don't I don't understand it. I, I the Lakers will make the playoffs. The the Warriors beat the Kings last night. That moves the Lakers a little bit closer to that eighth spot. The Clippers, I don't believe, want to make it. They want that lottery pick. And why and why blame them? They're also trying to get Kawhi. I'll tell you what, even the Golden State Warriors do not want to see this Lakers team in the playoffs. The, the Warriors are still win. I'm, I'm I'm not saying that. But what I'm saying is it's tough to beat LeBron four times. Oh, it's, yeah, it's tough. LeBron, it's, what LeBron said, just give me one, man. Give he me got one. Swept. The Cavs got swept last year. But don't tell me the Warriors didn't work for it. Game one went into overtime. This man had 51 points. They worked for it. You know, they definitely made him work for it. He he played most of that series with a fractured hand. I don't believe it was broke, like they said, but I do believe you can get a hairline fracture. I I've hit my hand on the corner of of of, of, of a table and have my hand swollen with a little hairline fracture. So if if, if 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 he punched the board like they say he did, you know, I can believe it. But the Warriors had to work for it. I don't hey, just see. I don't team. think we. I, I'm not questioning that LeBron. Even punch something because I would have had to punch something, bro. After yeah. after that bum play by J.R. Smith, I would have had to take my frustration out of something, whether it been a black boy, chalkboard, white boy, any kind of board. Uh, it, 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 I would have had to take it out of something, bro, because that that was just bogus. You're a professional player, you're a professional coach, and for that to happen, man, that's 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 just despicable to me. Yeah. So so when this Lakers team get into the playoffs, whoever they have to face. I'll tell you what, if they get the seven seed and the Warriors stay stay in in, 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 in in that one seed, look out for the Western Conference. It's, it's, it's gonna be trouble. You know, oh, yeah. it's gonna be it's gonna be major trouble. Beating a team four times, especially a LeBron team four times, that's gonna be tough. Not saying it's impossible, not saying it can't be done, just saying that it's gonna be tough. It's, it's gonna be tough. But uh that's gonna be it for today's show, guys. We thank you guys for uh, for joining us today, downloading the podcast. Um, continue to download the podcast. Leave us a rating on 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 iTunes, Google Play, however you find your podcast. We just want to thank you, bro. You want to uh, go ahead and take us up out of here. We'll see your guys. <laughs> you know what it is. I'm your favorite co-host, OG Raw. Make sure you guys go listen to the podcast. Share it with a friend. We appreciate you guys and everything you do. Uh, you guys have a great day. Be kind to one another. I see you, Billy. Oh, yeah, bro. Appreciate you, man. See you guys on Monday. <laughs>